0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. In case you're new here, i built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections I've created in order to make one money line or run line pick on every game that's played seven days a week. Though there are no Sunday shows. Please note that these probabilities assume normal starting lineups and are using rosters current up until the time of recording. What will be shown on the banners on the screen are the thresholds for A or B grade plays so that you can make the best decisions possible based on the current odds and books you do business with. Goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. Never recommend blindly backing any pick, but rather hear the justifications of thought process. to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As I'm always saying, take what you like and leave the rest. Let's go through my plays. Remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans. That is A, B, and C grades. Dedicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers As always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, So far this week, things looking solid. Uh, Not all the game's finished yet, so we never quite know exactly how it'll finish up. But so far, I've been pleased with how things have gone. This week, wrapping up the season, just a couple of key things to remember here as lineups get a little bit weirder this time of year. Um, Most teams still going out there and trying to win. Uh, You just might have a situation like we're going to talk about today where one team maybe isn't in the best mental shape. Uh, But before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. If you turn notifications on, then you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Check out Horse Racing Today if you like to play the ponies. You can find their stuff at They're a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or website. The links are in the description. And as a reminder, we started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just three dollars per month. Benefits get you things like the play of the day, access to our Discord chat, ad free, and early access to the shows and early access to the projected spreads. Uh, Cousin Jared and I talked about this at the end of the college football episode uh, that we just got through recording. Some of the totals have just been way off. Right, you know, when they've come out throughout the day before. Um, the night before, when I've locked plays and posted them on Twitter, posted them to the sheet, recorded this episode, and then as they get closer to game time, they move a half run or a full run closer to where they should be. So the earlier you have access to that information, uh, the more you can take advantage of either better odds or better numbers uh, and do better. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, it won't cost you too much. So check out that Patreon page. The link is right there on the crawler going by. You can't check that out. Um, one day game here for you on this Wednesday. Day 12:35 Eastern first pitch reds at the Pirates Pirates getting it done for us here on Tuesday and staying under the total, which is always a scary thought anytime the pirates are involved. Um, this one will be another chilly day, despite it being in the afternoon. However, the wind will be blowing out in the five to ten mile an hour mark. Both of these starting pitchers are below average. sidelines says a total should be 7.9. So I'm not backing the total as the price at the total right now is eight. So I think it's pretty well-priced as of now. That doesn't mean that won't change as we get closer to first pitch. Right now, it's a pass for me on the total. Like I said, both starting pitchers below average. It's Luis Sessa and Bryce Wilson. Sessa had one really good start for the Reds. But otherwise, he's been very forgettable. 478 ERA in the advanced metrics. Say that's pretty spot on. Bryce Wilson, 595 ERA. The underlying metrics say it should be about a full run better than that. He's not... That bad, but again, not a good pitcher. Two very below-average pitchers. Two below-average bullpens. And I like the Reds' bullpen a little bit better, but the key difference in this one is that while the Pirates are home, their offense is better than the Reds' offense, and their offense is better against righties than the Reds against righties. The Reds get a ding against righties. The Pirates get a boost against righties. The Pirates' offense isn't great, but it's at least – closer to average versus reds offense right now is just in shambles so i'm gonna back the pirates at the prices that i'm seeing right now you can see on screen minus 120 would be a b grade minus 110 would be an a grade on the pirates and that's the price that i'm seeing is minus 110 so i'm able to lock that in as an a grade Shop around, make sure you get a good number there. Minus 10 something even better, but minus minus 110s at threshold. That's an A grade pick for me there on the Pirates. I think they are the more likely team to win. Sideline says minus 122 is what the price should be. That gives us a 55% chance to win. And if we're 55% successful on minus 110 play, that's going to be a solid little profit for us here in the long run. 6 <clears throat> Eastern first pitch, Rays the Guardians, playing a fun one on Tuesday night, going to extra innings. Guardians not able to get it done for us. Tyler Glass now making his long-awaited season debut, first time in a long time he's pitched. And to be honest, I don't really know what to expect from him, neither does the model. I'm treating this like a bullpen game for the Rays and that the Rays have some decent relievers. Some of those guys might end up going a little bit deeper into this game. I just don't know how much Glassell is going to pitch. I don't know how effective he's going to be. It's just there's a lot of variability there. Justin McKenzie, on the other hand, for the Guardians, should pitch pretty well. 304 0 4 in the season. The advanced metrics say... That's a little bit of a mirage, but he's still a good pitcher. Definitely better than average. Mulder gives him a 90-grade rating. Again, 100 is average, and the lower you get, the better you are. Solid pitcher here for the Guardians. I like the Guardians' bullpen a little bit better. I like their offense a little bit better at home. I think they can pull it out. Sideline says minus 145 is what the price should be. Minus 142, B grade play, minus 131, and AMC, minus 115. So it's an easy A grade backing of the Guardians here. A lot of different outcomes that Glasnow could have coming back at this point, unless he's really spot on the Guardians' price is way too low. It's very possible he could be, but if it's anything but excellence the guardians have a really good chance of pulling this off and minus one 15 is a really good price so it's an a grade play for me on the guardians and i'm going to go over six and a half sideline says this total should be seven six and a half is a really low number in general going over six and a half is usually pretty profitable unless you've got the model saying something like six which is something we're going to talk about later today but not in this one these offenses are both above average i think there can be a few runs in this one like we talked about glass could easily give up some runs In a hurry, the first game here last night went over, so this one could easily go over as well. Six and a half is just too low, given that I just don't know what I'm getting out of glass now. Otherwise, it will be relatively chilly around 60 degrees for this game. And the ones be blowing in. It's not about the home runs, though. It's just like these offenses are good enough to keep guys on base and eke out some runs in this. Seven is just a really low number to hit. And if we get to seven, we win. So I'm gonna go over six and a half, in addition to my guardians. A great play. Almost anywhere you get this at this point, the price is right. Who knows what the price will be by the time you watch this, but the prices are way too low on Cleveland, in my opinion, right now. 640 Eastern first pitch. Tigers get it done for us here on Tuesday with the winner and keeping us under the total of eight. I'm going to go under eight again here on Wednesday. A sideline says it should be 7.1. So under eight is just a little bit too high. And it's really the same story I talked about yesterday. And you've got just two offenses that really aren't that good. The Royals offense is better than the Tigers offense, the Tigers offense is terrible. You got two decent pitchers. I mean, not great, but two decent pitchers. You've got mid-50 degrees for this relatively chilly night. Wind's blowing out, but I'm just not sure how much it's going to help in that the wind's blowing out in these offenses. It's going to be hard to get to eight. Uh, doesn't mean it can't, obviously. It just means that eight's a tall task for these offenses in 55-degree temperatures. So again, a solid wind blowing out, but it's just not enough to get to this number, in my opinion. Seven seems like the right total. I'm going to go under eight. And I'm going to back the Royals here with an A-grade play. Sideline says this should be Tigers minus 110. So you can see that on the screen. really looking for plus odds in the Tigers to get really excited about that. But right now, the price I'm seeing on them is Tigers minus 135. It's way too steep. Royals are being priced at plus 125. And as you can see on the screen, that would be an A-grade play. So I'd be backing the Royals at plus 125 with an A-grade play. Or actually, I'm going to go to the run line instead. This is pretty steep at minus 190, but I'm going to take the run line as my A-grade play. I'm only making one pick. It's really a coin toss on this one. If you want to split your wager between the two of them, I don't think that's crazy. I'm expecting a little bit more runs, but in case I'm missing something and there aren't a lot of runs, that makes this run-line play even more enticing. And it feels very similar to the type of game we had Tuesday. The Tigers win four to three. I'm not predicting that exact same score, but if that same thing happened, I don't think anybody would be too surprised. Sideline says the Tigers are slightly more likely to win. Seven runs is what we expect. Tigers four to three is definitely on the table. Obviously, five to four is as well. Three to two is as well. And the Royals could easily win this game. They're almost 50% likely to win it, but there's just a lot of ways we can catch this rolling place. play. So I'm going to go run line up minus 190, but if you want to take a stab at the plus odds, at the price of, like, plus 125 that I'm seeing, I think the Royals are a solid investment here. Their offense is better than the Tigers' offense. Relievers... Probably a little bit worse, but the Tigers relievers are starting to wear it after all the use they've had given all the starting pitching woes. They've had a lot of innings on those guys, so the relievers are kind of mad. And these starting pitchers, like I said, are a complete wash. So really boils down to the Royals have a kind of competent offense, and I think in this case, given that they the Tigers don't really have a huge starting pitcher edge, I think the Royals are the side to be on at these current prices. Being prices if Matt Manning for the Tigers is a really good pitcher, and he's solid, but the model still gives him a 101 grade as well as he's looked recently. He does have that 343 ERA. The underlying metrics still say his ERA should be in the low four. So that's not much better than the underlying metrics for Daniel Lynch that say it should be in the mid four. So you're talking about the slightest of edge pitching wise for the Tigers, but it's a lot smaller than the edge the Royals have on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm taking the Royals run line A grade play and under eight as well. Eastern, first pitch Braves at the Nats. We're going to be in the mid-60s for this one. Once we're blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour, Jake Odorisi and Josiah Gray. Odorisi, ERA in the mid-4s, underlying metrics say that's pretty right, just a very average pitcher. Josiah Gray, 517 ERA, and the interline metrics say that's also pretty accurate, a little bit of a below-average pitcher. The Braves have a small edge with regards to the starting pitcher, massive edge with the bullpen, massive edge with the bats. This should be all Braves, again, just like it was Tuesday night, just like it was Monday night. I'm going to back the Braves again on the run line, but the price just isn't good enough to be that excited about right now. The run line is minus 128. That's only a C-grade pick for me. If we look at the money line, The model says it should be Braves minus 202. So I'm really looking for a number that starts with a one for a B grade pick. And right now the price on the Braves is minus 205. It's just a little steep to back a guy like Jake Onarisi, who's, you know, as an Astros fan, I've seen enough of him. He can have some really good starts. And against the subpar Nats offense, he can absolutely go six shutout on in innings. But I've also seen enough of them know he might struggle in this game too. And the Nats sometimes do win baseball games. And it, they're they're gonna win. It's gonna be more likely against a guy like Odorisi than against a better pitcher. So I just don't want to lay a price. Like, it starts with a two on the Braves in this case, backing Odorisi on the road. So I'll just go to the run line. But even then, minus 128 just isn't really exciting. Also, not really value on the on the Nats, though. I need plus at least 207. For a B-grade pick, probably closer to plus 230 for an A-grade pick, and right now I'm only seeing plus 188. So I'll take the Braves on the run line, but only a C-grade pick at minus 128. It's not exciting odds. Uh, better than minus 120. Now it's at least a B-grade, but minus 120. I'm sticking with a C-grade pick on that run line. And I'm going to take the under 8.5 as we've got this wind blowing in, and it's not really a warm night in Washington, Subpar Nationals bats, really good Braves relievers to come in behind Odorissi if he struggles. Sideline says it should be 7.5. So I'm going to go under that 8.5 in this one as well. 7.07 first pitch. Yankees at the Blue Jays. Projecting the roof to be closed on this one, which will make it nice, comfortable weather for the players. Garrett Cole versus Mitch White obviously the Yankees have an edge here on the bump with Garrett Cole. 349 ERA on the season. Underlying metrics say maybe a little bit better than that. Gets a 75 grade from the model, a very good starting pitcher. Mitch White, slightly below average, has had some really good starts. Also had some really bad ones. And that 512 ERA is not exciting. Now, the underlying metrics do say it should be more around four. Yeah, just he's had a lot of variability in this Yankees offense can still put up some runs. They're still not completely healthy, but they're, they're grading out at at least well above average at this point. If not peak Yankees offense, they're still a solid offense. I'm a little bit nervous for Mitch White in this one. Um, And obviously Garrett Cole going to be tasked with shooting down a really good Blue Jays offense. It should be a really good contest. There's no line out for it yet. Sideline says it should be Yankees minus 128. So as you can see on screen, minus 125 or better would be a B grade pick on the Yankees minus 116 or better would be an A grade pick. And for the Jays, I'm needing some good plus odds, something like plus 130 for a B grade and into the plus 140s for an A grade. Sideline says 9.3 on this one. So expect some runs, even though Cole's a really good pitcher. There's just too much offense in this one to keep these bats down continuously, according to the model. 17 Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Mets. Marlins with a surprise winner here on Tuesday night. On this one here for Wednesday, mid-60s, and the wind's blowing in at about 10 miles an hour. Two above-average pitchers and a very pitcher-friendly ballpark and the Marlins' offense involved. I know there were a lot of runs on Tuesday, but notice their sideline says this should be a total of 5.9. A total right now of seven is just an absolute gift. I'm going under that seven at minus one fifteen. It's my favorite under of the day. I do know there were a lot of runs Tuesday, but that's not going to be very predictive for what happens the next day. The two starting pitchers are very different, the weather a little bit different. You just have a very pitcher-friendly ballpark wind blowing in. And two guys within Lazardo and Walker that I think can absolutely shut down the opposing offenses. Walker's not really much better than average, but he gets to face the Marlins offense. Lazardo. Every once in a while struggles, but for the most part has been pretty good this season since coming back from injury. It's an 88 grade from the model and is a type of pitcher that can shut down the Mets, especially given that he's a left-handed pitcher. The Mets are really left-handed heavy. Their offense projects to be barely better than average against lefties. So I think that that can kind of neutralize them. I don't think there's going to be very many runs scored in this game whatsoever. I love this under seven. And I will back the Mets at the price of minus 178. Sideline says it should be minus 188, so not good enough to get to an A grade. But I think it's a reasonable investment on the Mets if they let us down on Tuesday to back them here on Wednesday. Yes, like I just said, their offense is not as good against the lefty, but that offense is still better than the Marlins offense. So the edge that Taiwan Walker is going to have facing a bad Marlins offense is larger than the edge that Lazardo is going to have against a weaker Mets offense because that Mets offense ball being weaker is still pretty solid and Walker gets to face a really bad Marlins offense. Obviously then the Mets have better bullpen as well. So still think the Mets are the right side at this price, uh, not a situation where I want to lay the one and a half with them. I'm just going to stick to the money line because of the fact that I don't expect many runs. It's going to make it a lot harder to win by multiple runs. Score like two to one of this one makes a lot of sense. I'll back the Mets minus 178. Odds not is not exciting enough to think about the dog in this one, in my opinion. And like I said, I love that under seven. Seven, 17 Eastern Short Time Orioles at the Red Sox. Mid to low 60s for this one. Winds blowing mostly across. Dean Kramer versus Rich Hill. Kramer's a little bit better of a starting pitcher. Has, he'll beat by almost two runs on ERA, but when you look at the underlying metrics, he's got to beat by about a quarter of a run. So I, I do feel confident that Kramer is the better pitcher, but it's not by nearly as much as the ERAs would indicate. Their model grades are a 99 and a 104, so a little bit better, but not a lot. Orioles relievers better, still have an edge most innings pitching, but the Red Sox, of course, will have an edge over the Orioles offense so that kind of balances out games in boston sideline says it should be red sox minus 105 there is a price out on this one but i can't find anything worth playing and locking in right now so i'm going to re look at this one in about 12 hours and see if there's anything better. By the time you watch this, maybe there is. If not, it's coming soon. I will update Twitter and the sheet just like I do for all missing plays, but I'm going to take the rare opportunity to just pass right now. As you can see on screen, the prices that we need are just not available right now as the pricing on the Red Sox is 111 and we need much closer to even money for them. And the price on the Orioles is plus 101, and I need to get closer to plus 110 before I'm excited there. So just no value right now. I'm not going to lock anything in. The total's nine, and silent is 8.9. So just not a game that I think is worth playing right now. But I will make a pick. I promise to you I'm making a money line or a run line pick on every single game. So I'll get you one of those, just giving it some time to move off and give me something because right now I think it's priced spot on. 740 Eastern first pitch Cardinals at the Brewers. Cardinals get it done for us here on Tuesday. They have clinched the NL Central without victory. Don't know how that's going to affect things Wednesday. Players might be hungover, might not have a lot of motivation, might have a weaker lineup. Something to keep in mind on this one. I am giving the Cardinals a ding in the model for that. I still think the Cardinals are the right side but it's really hard to project right now without knowing who's going to play and without knowing their headspace. So if you just want to take and completely pass on this game, given that circumstance, I don't think that's crazy. I just don't know what we're going to see from this Cardinals team in this situation. As it is, I'm projecting the roof closed. Jose Quintana versus Brandon Woodruff, two fairly solid pitchers, but Woodruff's definitely better. Both of them have low three ERAs. Both of them have really good underlying metrics. It's just that the career metrics back up Woodruff a lot more than Quintana. So that's why he gets an 80-grading Quintana and 94. Obviously, any parting probably doesn't affect Quintana as much, but it would affect the bats. And that's just the big question mark we're going to have here with the Cardinals. Adjusting for what I assume will be a weaker Cardinals lineup, I've got the total here at 7.1. The actual total is 7. It's really a pass for me on the total, especially until we know exactly what we're seeing from the cardinals lineup and the sideline says brewers minus 126 so i'm gonna back the cardinals on the run line at minus 175 it's a b great pick should be a low scoring game i think they can hang in there so i think they want to win i just don't know who's gonna be playing so i think the run line makes sense what we expect to be a low scoring game money line at those plus odds makes a lot of sense too if we just i mentioned this yesterday if we just look at who needs the game, who wants the game it doesn't really it's not predictive it's not going to really help us right um so uh, yeah, the Brewers want to win more than the Cardinals do in this situation. I don't think that really means much. What means much, what means a lot, is the fact that the Cardinals might not have a full roster in the lineup, and that's going to be the biggest thing. So I think The Cardinals at plus odds might make sense. Run line might make sense here. Yeah, that's the play I'm making, but just a lot of questions until we see a starting lineup. There. 7:40 Eastern first pitch. Phillies at the Cubs. A low scoring game, just like I predicted. On Tuesday, and we're asking for more of the same here on Wednesday. Sideline says this total should be six. Not seeing an official total yet from the books. So they like to wait on the weather info at Wrigley. But just like I told y'all about Tuesday, I'd be very comfortable going under six and a half because I don't think there should be a lot of runs in this one. It's gonna be the same chilly wind blowing in night. What we're projecting now. Check the updates at some point before noon here on Wednesday. I will update the Google Sheet double check that but unless something changes with regards to the weather and right we do have a hurricane in the gulf that shouldn't affect what's happening in chicago it should be a really cold night and not a lot of runs expected we're expecting mid temperatures in the mid 50s the winds blowing in from left center at around 10 miles an hour through the entire night with gust up to 15 miles an hour so it's going to really help out these two pitchers wesneski for the cubs gets a 94 grade he continues to look pretty solid here in his young career, the model was a little skeptical at first to start to really buy in as the underlying metrics say that 245 ERA isn't really that much of a mirage. Maybe it shouldn't be quite that good, but he's got some potential. Obviously, Aaron Nola is one of the best pitchers in the game, a 328 ERA, and the advanced metrics say it actually should be lower than that. So you got two, one amazing starting pitcher and one that's got a little bit of promise here and just, again, the perfect weather for an under. Should so be going under, love under seven. I'd still go under six and a half in this one. I just don't see a lot of runs being scored. And I'm going to back the Phillies at minus 175 with an A-grade play. Sideline says it should be minus 199. So you can see on screen if we can get a price of 178 or better on the Phillies. It's an A-grade play, and I was able to lock in 175. So laying some odds here, but I think it's worth it on the Phillies. They didn't get it done for us on Tuesday, but I think they can here on Wednesday. should be another low-scoring game. i like the Phillies to prevail on this one. Again, also, and going under. 740 Eastern, first pitch White Sox at the Twins. Twins getting a win here. Maybe they're actually going to close out the last week, week and a half, a little bit stronger uh, than they look the rest of the month. It should be another chilly one in Minnesota, around 60 degrees to start mid-50s to close. The ones will be blowing in or across, kind of hard to tell, at around the 5 to 8 mile an hour range, so not really affecting things too much. Johnny Cueto versus Josh Winder. Cueto, again, a guy I talked about, 315 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be a full run higher, so a guy who I think is much more average than good. Winder, 420 ERA. The problem with that is that the underlying metrics say it should also be a run higher, so much more bad than average. The White Sox will have an edge in the starting pitcher department. The bullpens are both pretty solid still. I still like this Twins offense more than the White Sox offense, though. Twins are at home. Basically, the home and the Twins offense being a little bit better kind of counteracts the fact that at least Cueto's average and Josh Winder doesn't project to be really a toss-up game. And you can see that on the screen here. Uh, We're really looking for plus odds on either team. Sideline says it should be Twins minus 104. I will grab the Twins plus 101. Not good enough for an A-grade play, but good enough for a B-grade play. I'm getting a plus odds on a game I think the one should be slight favorites in. I think it makes sense, but not a game I'm extremely confident in. And I'm actually going to go over seven. I think should be 7.8. Only one team decided, decided to score runs Tuesday, but even though this White Sox offense can disappear, Winder's bad enough. They should be able to put up something on him. Don't expect a lot of home runs with the colder temperatures, but I do expect to see strings of singles and doubles because the pitching here just it leaves a little bit to be desired uh, on the one side and on the White Sox side, having to face a better Twins offense. So there should be some runs. I think we can get 2-7, maybe over. That's why I think over makes a lot of sense. I think it's more likely to go over than go under. And again, if it lands on seven, then we push. No big deal. Eight ten 10 Eastern first pitch. Diamondbacks at the Astros. Astros winning handily here on Tuesday night. Would be a really good pitcher battle here with Zach Allen and Justin Verlander, two of the game's best Verlander eyeing a Cy Young again, Uh, just an incredible story. How well he's pitched at at this age, 182 ERA on the season. The underlying metrics should be about to run higher, but that's still incredibly good. Uh, Zach Gallon just continues to pitch really well. 246 ERA and the advanced metrics say it should be around three as well, which is also a really good mark. You got a 72 grade pitcher versus an 80 grade pitcher here. That's pretty good. That's why the sideline says it should only be a total of 6.3 total 6.5. I'm not really comfortable going over it. And here's why I'm not really Sure. If the Diamondbacks are going to push Gallon to throw seven innings, maybe he does. But if his pitch count gets up and if the Diamondbacks just kind of say there's no point in doing any damage to your arm, you know, when he only those four or five innings, something like that, then the Astros ought to score a lot of runs off the Diamondbacks relievers. So six and a half is just a really low number. Now, if you get if this was middle of the season. I would probably still go under six and a half at this point because the way gallons pitching should be a low scoring affair. I just don't know how deep he's going to go for Verlander. Uh, I don't think they're going to try to push him nine, but this is another playoff tune up start. I mean, he's going to want to throw his 90 to hundred pitches and make sure that he's ready to go for the playoffs. So I think he's going to go deeper. So I'm going to back the ashes on the run line. It's plus odds at plus plus one ten. I think that's a, Decent value. It's a B grade pick for me, as long as you're getting plus odds on the run line. Not an A grade play, just because Zach Gallon's involved and he could dominate this game. But just there's too many ways where the Astros either get to Gallon, drive his pitch count up, the Dimeback's just maybe not in you know having an incentive to throw Gallon eight innings. Not saying he doesn't do it, but just saying there's a lot of ways where the Astros can win this game handily. So I'm going to back them on the run line. Sideline says Astros minus one eighty two. Price I'm seeing right now is minus 180, so you're close to a B grade there. But to me, the bottom line is, if this game, the only reason you want the money line is if you think the Astros are going to win by one. Well, if the Astros are going to win by one, that means it's a close game. And if it's a close game, I want no part of minus 180 odds because I don't want to deal with gap Facing Gallon in a tight game and having laid such a big price. I'll just say the run line. And if it's a tight game and Gallon pitches well, I'll tip my cap to him and say, Hey, I took a shot with plus odds. But if it goes well for the Astros, those plus odds are looking mighty enticing. That's why I think that's worthy of your investment. Be great pick for me on the Astros run line and a pass on that six and a half. Um, can't remember many times I've seen six and a half in an Astros game, unless it was weather related. Obviously, no weather in the dome there. it uh, just goes to show how good a pitcher Verlander is and how good a pitcher Zach Allen is. 938 first pitch for the A's and the Angels. A warm one, and I mentioned this yesterday. So some warmer weather out in LA versus some of the cooler weather that we're seeing in other parts of the country. Mid-80s to start, mid-70s to close. When's we blowing out? In the five to ten mile an hour range to start, and then maybe shifting a little bit across as they die down throughout the night. Adrian Martinez versus Michael Lorenzen in this one. And it's very similar setup to what I said Tuesday, which was early on really looking to be a run scoring environment. Later on, a little bit less. So it's exactly what we saw on Tuesday. A lot of runs early, and then the runs kind of dying off as the night goes along. It's the same thing here. It'd be warm, winds blowing out. Runs more likely to happen early rather than late. Doesn't mean that's exactly the way it'll play out because these bullpens are both below average, but weather-wise, more likely to score early rather than late. Two below average running pitchers. Lorenzen is at least close to average. It's a 103 grade, 478 ERA. Underlying metrics say maybe not quite that bad. Gets a 103 grade, but that's better than Adrian Martinez's 114. 610 ERA, and the advanced metrics say it should be a little better than that, but not by much as it should be around 5. Both sets of relievers bad. Angels offense better. Angels should be big favorites in this game, in my opinion. Sideline says minus 196. So I'm going to take the Angels minus 181. And it's exactly what I talked about on Tuesday. It's really a coin toss between money line and run line. I do expect runs. Sideline says 9.3, so I'm going to go over 8.5. And so when you expect runs, you think maybe run line makes a little more sense. Being the home team, I don't know. It's really right on that line. If this wasn't, you know... In the mid 200s, I would say let's just go with the run line here. But it's right at that price where it's just, is it too steep for the money line and you go run line? I think it's really personal preference. I don't think one makes more sense than the other. I'm just going to play a little bit safer because I personally just don't love run line home teams as much as road teams. And I know that they build that into the odds. It's still just about my comfort level. But I think it's really just about your choice on this one. Run line makes a little bit of sense. Moneyline makes a little bit of sense. Minus 181, as you can see on screen, good enough for a B-grade pick on the Angels. And again, I'm going over 8.5, given that the model thinks it should be at least nine runs in this one. 9.40 Eastern first pitch Dodgers at the Padres. Upper 70s in San Diego to start, low 70s to close. Winds to be blowing out or across, but under five miles an hour. It's not really affecting things too much. Julio Urias and Joe Musgrove, and maybe finally a chance to back Julio Urias here. The model doesn't think he's overpriced. Thinks that he's a good pitcher, like I've been saying all year. Not as good as that 225 ERA, but still very good. Gets an 83 grade. Musgrove, 85 grade. Still also a very good pitcher, despite being kind of up and down here over the last part of the season. Uh, both of these guys have advanced metrics Say their ERA should be in the mid-threes, which is still pretty dang good, even though both of them have outperformed that over the course of the season. I still like the Dodgers relievers better. still like the Dodgers offense better. I'll back the Dodgers here at minus 136. Sideline says it should be minus 138. As you can see on screen, it's more or less a B play. Sideline wants it to be minus 135 before we get to a B grade. I'll play it at minus 136 as a B grade, simply because I know the model has had an aversion to Julio Urias, and that's mostly burned us so i'm gonna back here he is in the dodgers in this one hopefully they still have a normal lineup i think they probably will i'd be more concerned about it thursday than on wednesday so i'm going to back the dodgers here at a short price and i'm gonna go over seven and a half even money so I think this should be 8.3 two good pitchers just a lot of good offense decent weather thinks we can get to eight runs i'll take the over seven and a half. like i said i like the even money as well 940 Eastern will be the Rangers and Mariners. Slight chance of rain in the Seattle area, a little bit cooler, so I'm predicting they're going to close that roof there. A lefty for the Rangers and Martin Perez, which gives the Mariners' offense a little bit of a dean, getting a boost back with Junio Suarez coming back, but still a below-average offense against lefties without Julio Rodriguez. Makes the offenses about a wash in this one, as the Rangers will have to face George Kirby. And the pitching is about a wash with regards to the starting pitcher. I got Kirby is a little bit better than Perez. Both these guys are good pitchers. Perez, 290 ERA, Kirby, 330 ERA, and both of them have underlying metrics. Say low threes is pretty accurate for these guys. Two average offenses, two good starting pitchers. Should be a fun ball game. Biggest difference other than the game being in Seattle. is The Mariners relievers really good. Rangers relievers not. That's why the Mariners are favored in this one. Model says it should be Mariners minus 152. No price as of yet, but as you can see on the screen, if we can get better than minus 150, that's a B grade on the Mariners. Into the mid-minus-130s would be an A-grade pick. And I need some pretty big plus odds to back the Rangers. But if I was backing the Rangers, I'd be doing it on the run line, given that the sideline says the total should be 6.4. So road team, low-scoring game. If you like the Rangers, run line makes a lot of sense, in my opinion, on that one. And then wrapping us up, Rockies and Giants, they'll get going at 9.45. Eastern low sixties in San Francisco Winds be blowing out. But as I'm always talking about a park that's about to minimize that wind. So it shouldn't be too big of an effect projecting right now, Jose Urena versus a giants bullpen game. Giants bullpen games have not gone well this season, but they've actually gone. Okay. As of late, I still don't like them because it just relies on too many innings from too many pitchers that I don't trust that the model doesn't like. So I think that hurts the giants The benefit is that their offense is still a lot better than the Rockies. The Rockies relievers aren't good anyway, and Jose Urena for the Rockies doesn't really offer you a lot to start with. So if this was a Giants bullpen game against a competent starting pitcher, a little bit of a different story, but Jose Urena is almost a full standard deviation below average, 534 ERA. While the advanced metrics say that might be a little inflated due to course, he's definitely a below average pitcher. So when I look at Urena and the Rockies bullpen, and I look at the Giants having a bullpen game, I'd say, it's all about the same. Throwing the location of the game being in San Francisco and the fact that the Giants' bats are better than average whereas the Rockies' bats, especially on the road, are not. I've got the Giants here as a minus 172 favorite. I'd much rather back the Giants than the Rockies. I wouldn't, you know, you see on the screen there, plus plus one ninety-two. get you an a pick on the Rockies, but really I'd be kind of thinking about more like plus 200 before I was really confident in backing them. I just don't like playing them on the road. They seem to have really fallen off after they won a couple road games against the Cubs about a week and a half ago. They didn't look really good last week at all. I'd rather back the Giants. Hopefully we can get a price at least in the minus 160s. That'd be a B-grade pick. And in the mid minus one fifty 150s, it be an A-grade. Sideline has 8.6, so expect some runs just because the mediocre pitching in this one. Uh, but again, as always with these picks that we're missing, I will update Twitter and the Google Sheet when those picks become available. And so that's all of the games. Just a quick recap of what the A picks I was able to lock in right now are. But again, a reminder that's why I put those prices in the banners because you may not have those exact same prices. Who knows if lines are shifting? You can shop around. Maybe you get some better prices. Maybe some picks that I've got a B grade on would be an A grade if I was able to get the prices you can. So, again, check those banners. Check out. I've got all that information in the sheet, too. If you don't want to watch it, the show, you can just look at the sheet. I have exactly what the model says you should need for an A-grade pick. All that there. What I was blocking is A-grade picks right now. I've got the Pirates at home against the Reds at minus 110 in our daytime game, so an A-grade afternoon play. I've got the Guardians at minus 115 at home against the Rays, the Royals on the run line at minus 190 at the Tigers, and the Phillies at minus 175 at the Cubs. And that's today's show thanks for tuning in to another episode of picks with the professor check the website if you haven't yet it's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we've on this channel is right into your feed we'll see you again tomorrow with more baseball betting picks and we got those three college football episodes two of them out there one of them out there one of them maybe out there by the time you, you listen to this if not it's coming shortly and then another one tomorrow so we got a lot of baseball and college football content here wrapping up the month of september as always best of luck, and remember you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.